the federal land uh, comment that he makes, right? He's like, why don't I like the feminist movement? Biden went for his checkup at Walter Reed. And step number three is the telepathic mental manipulation. You can't just erase biological women by, by taking My name is Shipwreck, and I'll be your hostess with the mostest. Interesting to me that all of these these trans women want to come out and help. Oof. Oof. You feel that near your cooter pants? <laughs> That's a powerful it's fucking Wednesday and I'm done. I'm all done. I'm all Honestly, done. Everything about that is what brought me back to social media. That video? Everything. Yeah. Like wow. that just explains how, like my ability to come back was that I'm more ashamed of myself for being quiet than I am for being, being loud. And I have to be tough enough to say something. What's up you guys. Jimmy. You do, but you, you got to know when to step back too. Like I'm, I'm going to dip out for a couple days after that i'll post some things i don't know that i'll post my face on the internet but they, i'll right. take a couple days and just not post anything Thanks, of my face yeah i i mean i took break. like three months i'm gonna like, yeah i've never done that i'm, I'm it was i got a problem i got really pissed <laughs> off at because it, we reached the point we honest to god we reached the point where everything we said for like two years was happening mm-hmm. and it was i guess i was just so annoyed I'm still annoyed. We spent we spent two hours today live streaming uh, the hearing in regards to the uh, child trafficking that's been going on at the border, only to get fucking nowhere. Only to watch Eric Swalwell come out and and basically blame the whistleblower for being a J six supporter. Like the whole thing was just me. It was just garbage. It was garbage. Now Veritas has some stuff. Apparently, I know. Yeah. But that was supposed to be part of today, and I was looking forward to going back and watch. But no, no, no. There's nothing. The whistleblower was real good. Uh, she right. talked about a whole lot of things. She definitely did what she came to do. But Alicia. the people responding were just ridiculous, and and they were like, Seriously? "It's Trump's fault." And all they did was bicker back and forth. And I don't know why I was surprised because this is what they do. It's all about sound bites. But yeah, I would think this would be a bipartisan issue, and it, it just be. wasn't. That's it wasn't, really... and it was so disheartening. That's so disappointing. Yeah. The yum yum kind of test. I don't know. I don't know. Swalwell. So uh, while Swalwell slept with a Chinese spy and one of the senators or one of the, the people guys there called her yum yum. <laughs> and they got into a big fight. Are you serious? It pretty, yeah, it was pretty good, though. That was a good part. Let's good five it. minutes throughout two and a half hours. But it's good to watch it, I guess. Like Shannon, it. tonight. Tonight is yeah. your night. Tonight yeah. So mine. you and we are going to talk. I I I don't know what I did. We're going to talk about the Vatican and the government, the Vatican money and the government. Now this goes all the way back to like the social security numbers being like employee numbers essentially. And yes, but I didn't make it. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, So guys, listen, (coughs) my ADD kicked in. Uh, What's Uh new? Bobby. Hello, ranch. Hello. Hello, Bobby. And I basically 
you know, anybody that's been here before for any of the shows that I've been on, I am um, very opposed to the Vatican. I think the Vatican is, it's not the tip of the iceberg, but it, boy, God, it's up there. It's up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it has to obviously do with money and power. And I feel like it gets, and, and, and I feel like it gets jumped to the side a lot. And so it's something that I'm extremely passionately against. And to be clear, this has nothing to do with Catholics or Catholic. It does. I know that there, you know, it's like the second biggest religion. And I know that there are millions of Catholics and I, it just doesn't mean I hate Catholics. I certainly wish they would do a little more, a little more research on their uh, origin of their faith. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all we can do is talk about it. I'm not, I'm not here for organized religion at this point in my life. Very spiritual. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to come on. We're, we're not going to come out here and come down on people for your, no, God. like that's, that's not our yeah. thing. We don't care. No, but I, like I'm, not. I'm, I'm in it right now on a Twitter spat with some dumb cunt who is like, you suppose you call yourself a Christian, you God fit. Like, listen, so, you don't even know what you're, obviously you don't know what you're talking about because I don't, but the ideology that people have of Christians is, is really gross. It's really, <laughs> it's really, it's really, really gross. And so, no, I don't call myself a Christian. I don't want to be lumped into any group. Thank no, you. I don't same, same. And I haven't for a very long time. I mean, I was raised a certain way and then you get older and you find your path, right? The Vatican, mm -hmm. Alicia, yes, the Vatican is deep. And so I sent you a, a boatload of videos. Sure did. I got them all up at the top of the screen whenever you're ready. I just need the names. And I can't, guys, just, just bear with me and, and just try. You guys will understand the connection through a lot of these. And a lot of these people do better than I do because I just jump from this to this to this to this. And I would rather uh, someone else who's capable of one, two, three, four, five, because I'm not, mm -hmm. tell you guys about it. And then we can talk about it a little bit. One okay. of them is like 25 minutes long. And I guess that one really just depends on how far we get in this. Okay. Um, I think, I think, I think, I think. Let's just start. Let's just start with the first one. I think we're going to go in order. I think we are. Okay. So that would be the 10 creepy things. That are hidden in the Vatican. Screw it. Yeah. Let's start with that. Oh, okay. That's the first one I had. I know. Hold I up. was thinking Hicktown was the... Okay, here we go. The Vatican. Go Nicholas. Oh, I love Hiding this. underneath what is arguably I know. the basilica in the world is a genuine city of the dead. This ghoulish necropolis is located directly underneath Vatican City's St. Peter's Basilica. Above ground is a world of wonder. A structure filled with beautiful artwork fascinating frescoes, and hundreds of years of history. But five stories beneath it, hidden down in the darkness underground, is a ruin that dates back to the original founding of the Roman Empire. The altar at St. Peter's is at the apex of all of this history. The altar is stacked upon 2,000 years of bones, with the bodies of the dead hidden way underneath it. Many of the bodies buried underneath the basilica aren't even from Christians or Catholics. The oldest burial ground dates back to the first century AD and was used for pagans. Above that is yet another level of burials from the fifth century. This one is a bit more interesting because it's a mix of both pagans and Christians, a mausoleum from a time when the pagans of Europe were slowly converting to Catholicism. These two levels alone account for roughly 90% of the time the Roman Empire was in power, 
between the years 27 This one, BC there's honestly, there's some, I had no idea. But. Peter's Basilica yeah. is what everyone knows, and what the hill is famous for, it was a sacred place for a very long time. In another surprising twist, there is a hidden church buried underneath the floor of the basilica, and above that, a more recent church from the 12th century. St. Peter's Basilica is really just the newest addition here, built over so much older history. Number 9. The Death of Pope John Paul I In September 1978, Pope John Paul I died suddenly and without warning. His death came just 33 days after he was elected to the station of the Holy no. See. What That's was unusual as it goes. at the time was that contradictory reports came out regarding the circumstances of 33 his days, by the way. Apparently, there had been anomalies with the death certificate, and to this day, nobody is entirely sure what happened to one of the shortest-lived popes in the church's history. What we do have are a lot of conspiracy theories, any of which could be the actual truth. The only problem is that we don't have enough evidence to say which one is correct. There is a theory regarding the Vatican Bank, and that those in charge of that particular wing of the Vatican were wildly corrupt and worried that Pope John Paul I was going to bring the hammer down. They allegedly murdered him to keep their finances safe. The corruption is real and documented. We know that the head of the Vatican's Institute for Works of Religion, one of the most powerful financial institutions in the world, was up to his neck in corruption. His name was Bishop Paul Marcinkus, and he was indicted in 1982 for being an accessory to the collapse of Banco Ambrosiano, and losing roughly $3.5 billion. We also know that one of the bishop's accomplices was a man named Roberto Calvi, who was a member of the illegal Italian Masonic Lodge. He was found dead in London in 1982, just weeks before his corruption went public. His death was ruled as self-inflicted, but there are plenty of conspiracy theories around that as well. The takeaway here is that looking at the Pope's death from an outside angle, it really seems that the Pope was killed to protect the bank, but in the end, the scandal was just too big to hide. Number 8. The Vatican Obelisk Located in the very center of St. Peter's Square in Vatican City is an ancient monument called the Vatican Obelisk. Most people wouldn't be able to tell you what it is, but pretty much everyone would recognize it if they saw a picture of the square. It's the massive pillar right in the very center of the plaza that looks like a giant Egyptian obelisk from thousands of years ago. This monument is thousands of years old, and it is actually Egyptian. The obelisk was stolen from the Egyptian shit. city of Heliopolis during the brutal reign of one of the most infamous Roman emperors in history, Caligula. But the history behind the obelisk is even more sinister than that. <gasps> After the Romans built a specially designed Alicia. ship to transport the obelisk from Egypt to Rome, it was used for the them. execution of Christians. The pillar stood in the circus of Gaius and Nero during the time that St. Peter was crucified. Romans would bring Christians to the base of this very structure and then brutally execute them. After the circus was abandoned, Vatican Hill became a necropolis, and in the Middle Ages, the obelisk was still standing in the same place, with the blood of Christians splattered around its base. It was only in 1586 that the monument was finally moved from its original position and placed in the center of the piazza. Number 7. St. Peter's Bones A decade ago, the Vatican put on display for the first time in history the box which they believed to contain the ancient bones of St. Peter, the apostle and the first bishop of Rome. It was Pope Francis's doing. 
5200 why did they all take photographs like that of rome this was an extremely big deal at the time because prior to they're ever wonder they're all fucking weird that's why they think they're definitively that the eight they think they're god hidden underneath weird peter's basilica were indeed those of saint peter himself the bones weren't even discovered until 1939 deep inside the grottoes beneath the basilica which is basically a five-story labyrinth of 2,000 years of history. All the these ground. years later, there is still no definitive way to say if these bones ever belong to the Apostle Peter. In 1968, Pope Paul VI simply said the connection was convincing, yeah, that handsome but son of a bitch. any actual evidence Jesus. to back up the claim. And they in all 2013, the Vatican threw all discretion out the window and decided to just run with it. But honestly, we don't know whose bones they have in that old Doing chest. Great. Author Bruno Bartolini, who wrote The Ears of the Vatican, said that no pope ever allowed any scientist to study the bones, probably because they don't want to know, and also because there are documents hidden in the Vatican that say there is a 1,000-year-old curse on the tomb of St. Peter. Anyone who opens it will suffer from the worst possible misfortune. Number 6. The Pope Prisoners For about 60 years, not a single pope left Vatican City. It was one of the weirdest times in the Vatican's history, which saw each pope become a prisoner of their own little well, kingdom. They probably do. It had been a like, long be time in the making, and it finally came into effect on May 13, 1871. Thank the you Italian for liking law the life. guarantees was the Kingdom of Italy's attempt at solving their pope problem. They hated that the pope had so much influence and power over the people, and so the law was aimed at forcing the Holy See to be an ordinary subject of Italy and not a sovereign. They promised to treat the Pope with similar honors that they would give to a king, but he was to be under strict Italian law. In response, five popes locked themselves inside Red the palace shoes. of the Vatican and didn't leave, starting with Pope best. Pius IX, who died in 1878. The Pope was so furious that he excommunicated the King of Italy, basically sentencing him to a lifetime in hell. It ended with Pope Pius XI who eventually worked out a new deal with Benito Mussolini in 1929. They decided that Vatican City would be its very own country, which it still is today. Number 5. The Black Magic Grimoire The Black Magic Grimoire is exactly what it sounds like. It's an ancient book of black magic that's been dated back anywhere from 1421 to 1521. However, no historian has ever agreed on when the first edition was published. Expert Owen Davies says it was 1702 when the first edition was made available, but other, more mainstream scholars suggest it was written in the 19th century as a kind of hoax. Anything we know about the Black Magic Grimoire, also known as the Grand Grimoire, is vague at best. The introductory chapter was likely written by a man named Antonio Veneziana del Rabina, and he oh, got much of Arlie. his information from the original writings of the great King Solomon. Many of the black magic spells in the book are variations of the Key of Solomon or the Red Dragon. So what does a book on black magic have to do with the Vatican? Rumor has it that an original copy is secured somewhere inside their archives. We don't know if any right, of it is true, the rest of the Bible. but that's what some sources say. And considering the Vatican archives are home to pretty much every relevant religious text in the world, it wouldn't be a big surprise. It makes sense that they would keep a secret book hidden that can supposedly summon Lucifer and give one the ability to make a deal with the devil. Number four, Jesus's death certificate. 
The Shroud of Turin is a small piece of linen cloth that appears to show the imprint of the face of Jesus Christ. It looks kind of like a negative from a roll of film. Religious scholars it's like the Shroud, the Shroud of Turin. Is, is that what the body oh, okay. of Christ after his death, which is my why video? His I should know this. Left imprinted on it. The Shroud was first mentioned in 1354 and quickly became one of the most legendary religious artifacts in the world. It was the light was so bright. The Royal Chapel at the Cathedral of Turin in northern Italy ever since 1578. But the truth of the Shroud is quite controversial. In 1988, tests proved it came from the Middle Ages, about 1,200 years after. Brand, wasn't this in Canada? But recently, Barbara Frail, okay, I haven't seen a researcher that. with the Vatican Secret Archive, Wasn't this can the Canadians? It was, yeah, I saw this. Which has turned it into a kind of death Just, certificate. Why am I not surprised? Barbara says the fragments of words. Of course, it could have been anywhere, and I wouldn't have been Greek, surprised. Hebrew and Latin, and say something like, "This shroud was placed over Jesus of Nazareth." This is information coming straight from somebody who works in the Vatican. It's now believed that this mysterious piece of linen was used by a clerk following Jesus' execution. His name was written on it in many different languages, then laid around his body before he was buried. Either it's real, and this really is Jesus Christ's actual death certificate, a legitimate document of death, or the Vatican is just telling stories. What do you think? Number three, the Pope escape tunnels. The Passetto di Borgo oh, looks tunnels. like any other Weird. old stone fortification in Vatican City. It runs 2,600 feet straight from the city to the Castel Sant'Angelo, and most people don't know what in the world it even is. This stone fortification was once a secret passageway used for popes to escape from harm. The passage, which from the outside honestly just looks like an ordinary wall, was constructed starting in 850 AD at the behest of Pope Nicholas III but it wasn't finished for roughly 650 years until the reign of Pope Alexander VI in 1492. He was famous for corruption and nepotism, using his position and money to take care of his illegitimate children. Anyway, he finished the passageway just in time. Pope Alexander used his newly completed escape tunnel to escape when the French invaded two years later. All that effort really didn't amount to much, with only a handful of popes ever needing it. The last flight was in 1527, when Pope Clement VII had to escape the mutinous troops That's from the Holy Roman Emperor's Imperial Army. Okay. The troops had turned against Charles V and marched on Rome, and Clement VII was one of the few high-level people to escape, all thanks to his sneaky tunnel. In 2000, as a way to honor the Roman Catholic Church's Great Jubilee Year, the Passetto was refurbished. In recent years, the church has opened the tunnels to visitors for a restricted amount of time during each summer. Number 2. Lucifer There are some who say that hidden in the bowels of the Vatican is proof that the devil exists. These are the same people who believe the Vatican is holding evidence of extraterrestrials. I love how she says that. These are the same people. There are people out there who believe the what, entire Pentagon? Church because they're telling the us all about these UFOs now. The himself are controlled by Lucifer all of them puppets of the devil. But this is all just wild conspiracy theory speculation. It's true that we don't know if the devil exists. The only church that has a devil inside of it is the Holy Trinity Church in Westminster. The church was built specifically to celebrate the defeat of Napoleon. Lucifer's portrayal like is inside this church and in the I don't like Kingdom, it. but it's not what you think. The devil was put here by a local artist, a man named Paul Fryer, 
who created a grotesque statue of Lucifer in wax with wings made of actual feathers caught up in power cables. It's one of the creepiest things in any church, especially one that's been in use for over a century, although it hasn't been used as a place of worship since the 1930s. Christian, course, I have not seen that yet. Work. However, not I proof that the devil is running the Vatican. Conspiracy fact, that's right. Number I one, saw a UFO the, the other resurrection. Day. Speaking of creepy sculptures, there is an extremely disturbing sculpture that's actually inside the Vatican. It's called the Resurrection, and it was in the throne room. 1977, out of bronze and copper by an artist named Federico Fatini. It's about 66 feet long and 23 feet tall and is the current backdrop to the stage in the Vatican's Paul VI audience hall. The audience hall is the source of quite a few conspiracy theories, almost all of them caused by the oddly horrific sculpture rising above the head of the frail old Pope. Even though the sculpture is meant to depict the resurrection of Christ, it looks like a bunch of melted snakes all tied together, some kind of demon (laughs) rising from a reactive black goo. Mr. Fazzini must have gotten his inspiration from some horror movie. The hall itself is where the Pope holds all his weekly meetings when the weather isn't good enough to be in St. Peter's Square. The sculpture, believe it or not, is actually supposed to instill a kind of shock in people when they see it for the first time. It has a prominent place in the hall because the sculptor wanted to remind all the Pope's audience that, as Christians, they shouldn't be afraid of what's to come. We did. We did. We did touch on that. Instead, they should accept I'm not a Vatican super fan, guys. Will be upon them I saw this today. The resurrection, even if the world is thrown into a horrifying maelstrom. <gasps> That's where space is. Yeah. You go, you go through the ocean what to get to space. That's about the why. Let me... That's... Yeah, but, Tucker but... Carlson came out and said that he was, he was told that aliens came from the ocean, not from space. Oh, my God. I think a lot of people but... genuinely believe at this point. I... In all fairness, and I'm going to take this moment because I have said it before because I've been on your show for like, I don't, it's been over a year, but I have, we did a whole show on it. We did. And I, I, I've said access to space is through the ocean because the ocean is space. And that is how I feel about it. I'm going to have to go find that. You guys got me all jacked up and distracted right there. We're supposed to be talking about the I know this is how it goes though. Tucker said that I'm here for it. Yeah, let's UFOs come from the ocean. Let me just see if I can find it really quick. You fuck you fucking hate right they do. And that's why Yeah, he did. This was December 15th in 2020. And he was talking with some guy. So the answer to your question is yes. It was there was an episode about it on Fox News. That's fantastic. Which he's no longer with. So more to come. Right. (laughs) This is gonna came out with a video today. See, that's what I haven't seen either. Is it on the talk? Okay. I just put it on the talk, his video. Oh, you did. Excellent. I go to your account every day to see if I can follow somebody. But I I can't. I can't. can't. Sorry. I don't feel that good. I hope that people are not upset with me that I cannot follow anybody. Being after Johnny did a live show. We probably did. I think we did. We probably did. Okay, so since somebody brought up the missing girl, one of the videos that I have, so let, let's, base, the basis of this is really just to show the power and the money, like all of this is true and it's so simple to find. And yet if you try to have a conversation with somebody, they're like, oh, you're crazy. No, no dog. Like this is, this is the easy stuff to find. So 
the missing girl someone brought that up in the comments so we can we can go ahead you want to play that one you want to do that one yeah let's do it um and this is the feel like true story like, of the happy hump the day. true story the true story of the vatican girl yes that one. okay i mean you can't say it but it's true it's about an hour long. Is there a part you want me to start oh, and stop yeah. at? That did I send you the wrong one? Oh no, guys. Hey, we're gonna. I thought I had a two-minute one. Okay, let's just go. Okay, I lied. Maybe you can post that underneath after the show. And if people want, I can. Yeah, I'll. It. Yep. So I will add all of these videos to the. Um, I'll add all these videos to the playlist called the stuff. Yeah. So you guys can watch them there. It's worth like. a watch. Dagnabbit. What's up, Stan? Always good to I'll see you. Actually, guy. I'll do it right now. So we're going to save. So they will be saved in. Oh, I can't do it while I'm live. Oh, yes, I can. They will be saved in the playlist called The Stuff if you want to go watch. Uh, worth the a watch. So we'll do what I was supposed to do anyways, which was basically about money. And I mean, I think most people know about like, money laundering with the Vatican and and all those things. This just helps bring in the details and Bannon, I looked for you on TikTok. See what it is, but I can't find your page to follow. Um I'm not surprised. I do apologize. I think my name this time is Van B A N Shannon. You can give that a shot. No promises. They don't like me. Okay. Uh let's see. The Vatican's unimaginable well. And I think it's like 16 minutes. And then the last one is like 25 minutes. Um, just so I've got, I've got one that's 16 minutes. I've got one that's 19 minutes. And I've got one that is 26 minutes. So the Vatican's unimaginable well. Okay, yeah. That one is 19 16. minutes. You want to uh, do that one? Yep. Where's that? Okay. How did this get messed up? Oh, screw it. Let's do that one. Uh, I don't know. They're all good. Okay. They are Religion can be an incredibly profitable business. Right. And there's no better than the Vatican, the world's smallest sovereign nation. Christian. At just 0.27 square kilometers, the wealthiest religion on the planet, the Catholic Church. For decades, the Catholic Church has been haunted by scandal after scandal after scandal. With more than 1.3 billion members worldwide, it is the second biggest religion in the world. And this entire empire of vast, unimaginable wealth is based off of your donations. So far, so good. But, We're still alive, right? Which is clever. Mm -hmm. If people knew just how wealthy they are, no one would continue donating to them. That's why they keep all their true finances very close to their chest, careful to not let the public ever peer into the true financial state of the church. That's why in 2021, the Catholic Church is whining that apparently they're low on reserves, running a deficit and are in desperate need of your donations. When in Australia alone, they're worth at least $30 billion. That's, That's more a lot than of money. what Starbucks is worth around the world. Yeah, and thanks to some simple math, we can get government. a rough estimate of how much wealth the Catholic Church really has. So the Catholic Church is worth around $30 billion in Australia. There's around 5.5 million Catholics in Australia. That means the Catholic Church is able to extract an average no of around $5,454 per user. There are 372 million Catholics in Europe, the US, Canada, and Australia combined. So $5,454 per Catholic times 372 million Catholics means that the Catholic Church has a little over $2 trillion in wealth. Sorry. 
wow. and that's just from the main Western countries. That means the Catholic Church is in the same league as companies you know and love, like Apple, Microsoft, the Saudi Arabian oil company, Amazon, and Alphabet. Let's say on that $2 trillion, they're able to get a conservative return of 3%. For context, the stock market typically returns 10%. $2 trillion at just 3% gives them $60 billion every single year. Tax-free, theoretically, of course. But what do they tell the public? Like this guy. That in 2018, apparently they only profited a measly $20 million. Nowhere near even $1 billion. And at the center of all of this is the Vatican Bank. God's bankers. Today, it's probably better to think of the Vatican as a combination of the Federal Reserve, an offshore bank, and a hedge fund, compared to just being the headquarters of Catholicism. The Vatican is the ultimate corporation that has stood the test of time like no other. And this is how it's done. Okay. I'd put my donations in. You let me in that vault for 15 minutes. Yes, for real. You have all the money. Yes, what I wouldn't give. Let me take what you want. <laughs> Even though the Vatican has billions of dollars today, it wasn't always this way. At a few points in history, the church was actually pretty close to going bankrupt. They were so deep in debt. In fact, this is a very common way people stay in poverty. They have a bunch of high interest debt like credit cards where they can only afford to pay off the interest every month trapping them in a very vicious cycle. But what if there is a way to take out a loan at a much lower interest rate, use that new better loan to pay off your high interest debts, so you're left with only one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date? Well, that is where Upstart comes in. Upstart is a fast, simple way to get an online personal loan to help you pay off your high interest debts. Whether you want to pay off credit card debt, consolidate high interest debts, or just repay personal expenses, Upstart can help by giving you a loan that only requires one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date, so you know exactly how much you need to repay and for how long. And instead of just looking at your credit score, Upstart looks at things like your income and employment to give you a smarter rate for your loan. And these loans can be anything between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can check your rate in minutes without affecting your credit score. And once you're approved, you could have access to the funds in as little as one business day. So if you're interested in finding out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments, go to upstart.com slash jaketrend right now. That's upstart.com slash jaketrend. Use the link in the video description below so they know I sent you. Upstart.com slash jaketrend. Thanks to Upstart for sponsoring this video. That was slick. That was, that was really fucking good. It really was. Centuries before the Catholic Church became a capitalist holding company, the Vatican was a secular empire, meaning that its existence wasn't directly connected to Catholicism as it is today. The popes were the kings of the Vatican, and they also acted as the supreme leaders of the Roman Church in Italy. Popes believed that God had chosen them to reign over all the other leaders of the world. During the time of the Pope Kings, the Vatican controlled over 15,000 square miles of land in Italy, called the Papal States, vastly bigger than the tiny area the Vatican City occupies today. All this land was important because building palaces and running one of the most luxurious courts in Europe was expensive. And what better way to continue your life of luxury than by taxing the people you rule over? Just like the corrupt governments of today, people's taxes in the 6th and 7th century went to maintaining the lifestyles of the Pope Kings and their psychics, also known as the Cardinals. Over time, the taxes just weren't enough for the lavish lifestyle the guys in charge had come to expect. But there was a problem. The Pope was already taxing the Papal States, charging fees to trade and do business, selling most of the region's agricultural products, and none of it was enough. He needed a new way to make money fast. 
Around the 6th century, the Vatican leadership suddenly had a brilliant plan. They were already selling most of the Papal state's natural resources to make money, but there were only so many grapes or vegetables to export. But what if the Pope and his cardinals had something to sell that was incredibly valuable and would never run out? They would be able to make infinite amounts of money. So the plan was simple. Since the Pope was God's representative on earth, and he had thousands of members in his church, what if he could sell them away to reduce the amount of punishment they would receive for their sins? What? After all, Lord, years I of penance and fear of purgatory had made people purgatory. terrified of God's wrath. Pay your way so out. paying just a little bit of extra money so he yeah, wouldn't burn in hell as long was a very good deal. So the church started selling indulgences. Little tickets that it. promised God they wouldn't punish them up. too much for whatever they did wrong. Small sins were cheaper to get indulgences for, while bigger sins were obviously more expensive. Even though it wasn't the original plan, indulgences became people's get-out-of-jail-free cards, except they actually had to pay for them. It was a cash cow unlike anything the Vatican had ever seen before. Sure, hundreds of church officials were abusing their right to sell indulgences, but with millions flowing into the church treasury, who was the Pope to complain? After all, the prosperity of the church was God's will. The sale of indulgences went on for more than a thousand years. During this time, the church and the Pope got wealthier and wealthier. But then, starting with the 1789 French Revolution, things started to go downhill. First, Napoleon demanded millions in tribute from the Vatican each year. Then other leaders of Europe started taxing the Vatican's money as well. The Pope called taxing the Vatican the work of the devil. But it didn't change the fact that the endless streams of money the Pope had been enjoying were quickly drying up. Something had to be done. With European states asking the Vatican for more and more money, taxes on the Papal states kept going up. And like any 19th century state with corrupt leaders and climbing taxes, the people rebelled. In 1848, crowds stormed the Vatican City and murdered the Papal Prime Minister. The people of the Papal states were tired of being treated as a cash reserve, and the Vatican went into massive debts. It was two years behind on bills, taxes were almost non-existent, and even the sale of indulgences had nosedived. The Pope in charge had tried appealing to the masses, allowing more freedom of speech, and releasing more than a thousand political prisoners, but it was too little too late. Desperate to keep the Vatican and the church going, the Pope had a difficult decision to make. He would go to the Rothschilds for help. Yes, those Rothschilds. Being a Jewish family business, the Pope had to swallow a lot of pride to get into their debts, but his lifestyle and wealth was more important than his pride. So the Rothschilds left the Vatican 50 million francs, around 10 million dollars, to cover the Vatican's budget for an entire year. But then in 1870, the Italians invaded Rome and brought an end to the Vatican's control of the Papal States, even making deals with heathens. Couldn't save the Vatican from financial ruin. The 50,000 square miles the Vatican controlled was reduced to 0.17. The thousands of subjects the Vatican cut tax had fallen to around 700 people who lived at the courts. The massive Papal Empire had fallen and became what we now know today as the Vatican City. Forever. Just tell us some of you guys talking about this in the comments. Oh, here we go. I never did Around either. 60 Italian I never ever understood this, even as they were kid. known as the Black Nobles. Like that doesn't make no sense. Was at a crossroads. Right? You were like, and why, this led why to the first ever Catholic investments into secular businesses. Weird. The Pope started investing money into Roman real estate, and luckily, he caught the front end of the real estate boom. And for a while, luckily. his investments were a big success. Most of the Black Nobles just followed the church's example and invested in the same properties as the Pope did. 
and they got rich too. But then in 1887, the property market crashed and the Vatican was back to square one, looking for a new way to make money. So the church started asking for donations, or Peter's Pence as they called it. They were in the important business of saving souls. And if regular Catholic church members wanted to get in on the salvation, all they had to do was donate some money to the church. And the church That's was back in business down. and started investing exactly more than ever into secular said. businesses. And I then, just like I most want. of the major global corporations we talked about before, the world wars came along. And the church saw an Shocking. opportunity to profit like never before. Shocking. But I was never a true banker. They are compound. They're all the same. Just as World War I broke out, a new pope took control of the Vatican. Donations plummeted, and so did the Vatican's income, again. And for a while, the new pope tried to get Italy to stay neutral in the war, hoping that it would keep their investments in Italy safe. But in 1915, the Italians declared war on Germany and joined the Allies, leaving the pope desperately looking for a way to keep his revenues up. So, the Vatican rented one of its properties in Rome to an arms manufacturer that sold to Germany. Yes, the Vatican was indirectly making money selling weapons of war to the other side of the war. When the never. public eventually found out about the arms dealing, the church said it was in complete shock and never knew about what its tenant was doing. It was but so it was all in vain because by 1933, the Vatican was losing around 100 million lira a year. Desperate not to go under, the Pope finally gave in and got a real financial advisor, who helped keep the Vatican out of the gutters by making a lot of diverse investments. And the most profitable time in Vatican history was only just starting. When World War II hit, instead of staying out of politics and focusing on religion, like he did in World War I, the Pope went all in and took the German side. The Vatican had become friendly with the fascist leader of Italy, Mussolini, and Germany seemed to be a similar yes, choice. I hope you heard that. And in exchange for their support, the Third Reich would deduct 8-10% to of Catholic Germans' wages to be sent directly to the Vatican. The Third Reich was taxing Catholics on the Vatican's behalf. The church usually had trouble getting people to pay on their own free will. So automatically taking 10% of all Catholics in Germany's monthly wage did a lot to boost the Vatican economy. The Germans and the Vatican's sure got so friendly that when the sitting Pope died, there were rumors that Hitler could pay 3 million gold Reichmarks, or $12.6 million at the time, and pick whoever he wanted to be the next Pope. The new Pope, although actually not picked by Hitler, seemed happy to keep a good relationship with Germany, and even held a grand reception for Hitler's 50th birthday. Actually, Money was once again flowing into the Vatican Hello? City, but there was a new problem. All the Vatican's the transactions and money was kept in Western banks in Europe, which meant that most of it could be traced or even frozen. And it wouldn't be long before the Allies found out just how much of the church's money was coming from Germany, which would mean instant blacklisting. So the Pope's financial advisor came up with a new plan, build a bank in the Vatican. After all, the Vatican is its own country, so why shouldn't it have a national bank? So this bank with this long name, or IOR, was born. It only had one branch, inside the Vatican City and it wasn't on anyone's blacklist, which meant it was free from wartime regulations. The new Vatican Bank could operate anywhere in the world without showing profits, annual reports, balance sheets, or where its money came from. And it only had one shareholder, the Pope. Now the Vatican could take money from whoever they wanted, deposit it into their own bank, and never leave a single paper trail behind. And it didn't take people long to see how the Vatican Bank could be useful to them, from all over Europe. Rich Italians were now depositing their money into the Vatican Bank by sending an employee over the street with a suitcase full of cash. But it wasn't only the Italians. Eventually, the OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA, found out that even Hitler was making regular deposits into the Vatican Bank using a Swiss bank as a middleman. 
Out of all the clever business moves we've seen on this channel, this has got to be one of my favorites. I love the mob like theme of this whole thing. Because that's what it is, right? It's the mafia, it's the mob. Near the end of World scandal. War II, the Vatican was so deep in bed with the Germans, they would even take money from the life insurance policies of Jews that were sent to camps. When the families came asking for the money they I rightfully deserved, the insurance companies would ask to see a death certificate they knew no one could actually get. So they kept the money and you guessed it, deposited that money into the Vatican Bank. And it wasn't just the Germans. In the days of the Italian Mafia, anyone with drug money, racketeering money, or any other illegal funds could deposit the cash at the Vatican Bank and know it can never be traced and the deposits never made public. The Vatican Bank became known as the place to launder or hide your money, and with all that notorious reputation came a lot of government attention. But instead of closing down the bank for its illegal or unethical activities, the Italian government thought they could profit too, and decided that all the regional banks owned by the Vatican would have to start paying tax. By the mid-50s, the church has 600 million members and dependent on donations for most of its money and investments. So when a report came out that the Vatican had $13 billion in liquid investments, the Pope quickly corrected them saying that it was probably closer to 500 million, less than 4% of the estimate. But soon the church would run into more trouble with donations, but it wouldn't be because of people finding out just how much money they had. Around the late 20th century, reports started going around about how priests abused children. I'm sure you've seen at least one of these stories in the news. One story? Obviously, the idea that the one? priesthood, the people who were supposed to be the leaders of the churches, were hurting kids was bad news for donations. The Vatican had to do everything in its power to keep people quiet. If the church admitted to knowing about the abuse, it would be the end of them. So by January 2002, the Catholic Church had already paid out around $175 million in settlements to families from Australia to Europe. Instead of apologizing, the Pope made excuses which meant even more lawsuits were filed, yeah. and even more money was paid out. By 2014, that $175 million in settlements had turned into more than $3 billion. Donations dropped, but as usual, the Vatican had a plan. Scrolls, it definitely does. In 2013, after the death of the sitting pope, they decided to make a radical change. They would elect a new modern pope, one who would appeal to the masses, promise reform, and actually make it seem like he's making change. So, Pope Francis took power and set out to fix the church's reputation, and it worked. With the help of a pope who could appeal to the masses and make it seem like he really cared about the people, the Vatican was able to make everyone conveniently forget about what they had done to get so much money and power in the first place. Which leads us to today, where the church has more than 1.2 billion followers. Based on my estimations at the beginning of this video, they have around $2 trillion in wealth. And their number one call for donations is yet again that they're on the verge of bankruptcy. Even though one Catholic official in New York City alone is the largest landowner in Manhattan. Proving once again that when you have just the right combination of guilt, fear, and the promise of eternal life, religion can be one of the most lucrative businesses in the world. That is so wrong. This is how the Vatican really operates. He's so right. And why this is probably the first time you're hearing about most of this. Other empires like the Vatican are exactly the same. They're never going to publicly so review their motives and intentions so you can learn from them. 
But that is exactly what we're doing here. Going over all the things they'll never be able to teach you in business school. However, this video was definitely pushing the boundaries of what is monetizable on YouTube. You know, talking about Germans in World War II and stuff. That's why we have a new private feature length 40 minute plus documentary series yeah. where we break down how the world really works. That will never Don't be released to the public. We already have one out called Monsanto, the company that owns the world's food supply, which our private members loved. And word on the street is the next one is either going to be on everyone's favorite CIA mind control program, MKUltra, or maybe we'll have one on our friend whose first name starts with a J and last name starts with an E. Wink, wink. No promises on that one just yet. All you have to do if you want to watch the Monsanto doc and all the future ones is click the join button below right now, right next to the subscribe button. If you don't see the button, there's a link in the description. And unlike an MBA, it's not. That's nice. the end of that. Isn't that mm. nice? I mean, like, how do you feel about everything you just heard? I'm just curious. It makes sense. Doesn't that it make sense? And, and when, especially at the end when he stated, you know, talking about how people will pay for redemption and eternal life, right? What What is the church? What is religion? Propose heaven to be heaven to be eternal life. Like you'll be mm -hmm. rewarded. I don't necessarily believe in heaven and hell necessarily. I believe there is somewhere else, but I, I don't it's, believe that it's, it's heaven. And I don't believe that you need to pay $50 to repent to get like that. Listen, I remember the first ridiculous. time. I had Isn't no that idea insane? that they did that. I, okay. So it's been years and I was never a fan of Catholicism. I never was. It always just felt uncomfortable to me. And I think that's just an energy. That's a spiritual thing. However, I've always been open to multiple religions and hearing, hearing, uh, I don't know what they have to say, because I don't judge anybody. I really don't. And I went to a very old school Catholic church, not far from where I live. And that, and I, this was probably eight or nine years ago. And that was the first time that I had ever heard that you could pay to get out of purgatory. Because they believe yeah, in that's crazy. And I that's crazy bullshit is what that is. That's like crazy bullshit. Because that's I crap. couldn't, it is right. I was like the only person. Side note, Shannon, are you in New Dicks? I am at my sister's house because I have been painting. Come at me, guys. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> because I love you so fucking much. I threw my shit in a bag and I was like, I can make this work. We're doing the show tonight. So anyways, I was, this was like eight or nine years ago. And I was sitting there learning about how you could pay to get out of purgatory. And I was the only person that was not allowed to take communion. And I'm sitting there going, y'all believe that you can pay to get out of purgatory, but I can't take communion. Are you serious? Yeah. I, and I would get upset. And then I, and then I got to the mental space and this is the best thing I can say. Cause I, I'm far from done with the Vatican. Just so you guys know, love you too. Uh, one of the things that I decided, this is how I chose to see it, was that even though this is not what I believe at all, like I certainly don't believe you can pay money to get out of hell or purgatory, it made me stronger in my own faith. Knowing for sure what I did not believe made me stronger in my own faith because I remember thinking that was that had to have been one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever heard in my entire life but I'm telling you this entire church was dropping checks and cash in that dish and I thought you I did too 
Ours did too. We had the we all had special envelopes, and if you were in catechism, you got small little kid envelopes to put quarters in. And every week, we would put money in. My dad slipped like a twenty or twenty five or fifty in there. So much people are making massive sacrifices, right? Because that was insane. It was because I was actually raised in a Methodist church, like as a child, and we did donations. We did, but it was not. It I'm telling you. It was nothing like when I went to the Catholic church, people that probably had nothing to their name, except for what they put yeah, in that people, place. people would, uh, yeah, I, I never understood that either. I, I never, I didn't either. I'm like, I'm, I never understood that either. I, I still to this day. And now, and now as obviously as an adult, I get it. Like I get what they're doing, but well, yeah, and just then, like, like that how, video literally show like it's telling you they turned it into a business the vatican is up there with apple which is bill gates the vatican got in bed the vatican got in bed with the rothschilds we talk about like we've talked about like the royals getting in the bed and getting in bed i have before and i'm sure it's on the i think we did a show on it we talked about the royals getting in bed with the rothschilds literally because the royals were going broke which turns into the royals being illegitimate because they got into bed with the Rothschilds. Like that was the price that they had to pay. What was the price the Vatican had to pay? What was what was the price? They threw Hitler a birthday party. Mm-hmm. The Vatican. You know, this would lend some of the theory to the lend some to the theory too that we actually lost World War II. Right. If you think about it. Because there I don't know if you guys have heard that. I haven't dove too deep into it, but I've heard, I've read some things that we didn't actually win World War II. You skipped to Antarctica. And the like, what? In, he escaped. Okay, so the Germans um, have a ma- allegedly, pardon me, a massive underground bunker in Antarctica was the oh, yeah. part of World War II, and that that's where Hitler went to. And it was more about, yeah, that, yes, we allegedly, what you're saying, we lost. Yeah. So we lost, but they made it seem like we won. And then all of the Atsines then came over here and were put into various different positions of power to indoctrinate the Christians over time. This is where your new world, your Denver airport, your, all of this stuff kind of, it stems from this. Yes. Yeah, they that were spread we out all win. over the world. Mm-hmm. They were spread out all over the place. And because this is us what you're winning, seeing. us winning, winning in air quotes, nobody would think about where all those people went. George Soros could be an example if I had one. He could he could be one. And then like the yeah. They Hitler stole, didn't die. Right. They still like mm-hmm. it is proven. These things, like we're watching this. This this is the simple stuff. They stole money from death certificates of Jews and put it in the Vatican Bank. Mm-hmm. From this is why I'm saying Jews. that would lend credibility to that theory. It does. It absolutely does. I've wondered for a Especially lot of years, when you talk about DC being DC being there. a corporation, right? Isn't a corporation that's owned by the Vatican. Wasn't that it? Am I saying that right? 
I have to or, go back and look at it. My brain. Yeah, is. I'd have to go back too. But like you talk about DC and the Vatican, there are a lot of similarities. The Vatican is its own country. It is its own, and its population is like 800. Like, how does that even happen? When there's a really so, small group of people that are in control. And then you talk about the obelisk. Obeli oh, man. Obelisk. I can't do it. I can't do it. At the end of the day, it's very similar to something in Washington, D.C. That's that's what I'll say about that. Maybe it's better that I can't pronounce it. Well, I thought I remembered reading that the reason that Wash that D.C. wasn't um, created in the first place was to start the corporation because we took a loan from the Vatican. And in order to pay that loan right. back, that's why everybody gets taxed like insane in the membrane. Mm -hmm. Right. That this most of yeah, this money is going ending. through D.C into the vatican bank and then i'd have it, to go back and look let's say if London's it were to be, be third place. yeah little yeah. wolf you think you're right and london that's right there and they all have a similar really tall pointy tower thing mean majigger yep they have that they do they do and um also there are certain countries obelisk everybody i love how you guys are talking thank you I love you guys. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to type this out so she, that, that, that Shannon can say it out loud. That's how I know you guys have my back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there are so many, like this, this goes so much further. And the, the lot <laughs> stone. <Damn it. laughs> Literally, it's pronunciation. You guys are the best. Like the last video is is in yes squirrels that's exactly what i'm talking about and the vatican killed a lot of christians at the bottom catholics roman catholics <laughs> i mean they're the ones that crucified jesus and there's, that there's no denying that and like it's it's crazy to me because that's just the beginning of the story and the things that we watch tonight are just little pieces of the corruption and if anybody that thinks that that has nothing to do with phonetically of for you uh, our government and that it's all tied together. They went to the Rothschilds. The Royals went to the Rothschilds. We're talking at the end of the day, it's all the same people. It's all in there. It's evil. So uh, that's it. That's it. Well, Shannon, we are about six minutes to the top of our hour. Do you want to leave everybody with something before we wrap for tonight? Oh man. I think um, I'm just going to go basic because I think I need reminded of it recently currently and so i'm just going to say it for everybody else um stay strong emotionally don't just react to whatever comes your way stay strong emotionally because that is true strength that agreed agreed keep your wits about you guys that's it for us right. for tonight and i think that's it for us for this week so i love yeah. your faces and i will see you next tuesday for the nooner Unless something cool happens between then and now, and I feel like we need to cover it. But in that, then we're going to go next Tuesday for the dinner. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mama says hi and watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Back off. I'll take you on. Head strong. You take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're head strong. You're head strong.